Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 40-year-old from Cornwall, Ontario. His hockey journey took him to Canada, the USA, Germany, and England in 2001 for the Cornwall Colts. Player of the Year, MVP, most points, and first-team All-Star. And with Ferris State, second-team All-CCHA, with the Sheffield Steelers in Challenge Cup competition, 86 points in 77 games played in league competition. The one that really matters 489 points in 432 games, two time second team, all-star three time playoff champion and four time league champion. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff Legui. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey man. It's great. It's going to, uh, be, it's going to be great. Great to get to know you over the next hour and a half. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. But thanks for coming on and making the time for me. I know we don't really know each other, which is uh, the first thing I go over is how we know each other. And I guess the first time I would have seen you, I guess, would be Ferris versus Western Michigan, eh? That's right. Yeah. And you know what? I was looking back and I was like, I remember that guy now. Like, I remember because especially my senior year, mm-hmm. because we lost out to you guys. Was it you guys? Yeah, it was you guys. No, we, were playing we didn't in... put you out. And what, what was our last game? And what? I don't even know, man. Or was our last season game? It was in Western, and we lost out to Ohio State. I think that those years are all blurry for me. Yeah, man, it's a long time ago, but <laughs> um, ago, like but... I remember uh, you and Nesbit because like I would I played a lot of shifts against you guys, and yeah. uh, we played a lot against each other. And I think it would be my junior year when like I was up for like the scoring title you and uh nesbitt would have been right there with me that's right yeah yeah well you were a year behind us right yeah so my i had a big junior year was my big one your senior year and um i guess actually the first time i would have ever seen you play i figured this out actually today is uh with the elmira sugar kings we came to watch you play um in ferris um when rob collins was on your team because he was a former sugar king that's right yeah. So I was, I was, <laughs> he got hurt and I ended up jumping up from like third line or fourth line to play with Kunins. And I think at the time it was Derek McIver that was playing with them. And then all of a sudden he came back and they kept me there for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I was a little out of my element then. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing Kunitz play, man. He, uh, like he was so good. And then I knew I, that ne- the next year I was going to play against you guys. And I was like, wow, this hockey looks way better than junior B. <laughs> yeah. Well, speed, man. It was, cr- that's the crazy thing. It was hundred miles an hour. And 
you had to perform at 100 miles an hour <laughs> yeah because everybody was in phenomenal shape because yeah. all you did was work out that's it Two, uh, <laughs> that's when I started working out <laughs> um but yeah like so my freshman year in uh university would be a main reason why I would know your name as well is because uh when I'm a freshman you're on a line with Nesbitt and Kunitz and I got Kunitz down for 79 points in college, which is absurd. Yeah. You have 59, which is in, insane. And Nesbitt had 53. Like, that must have been a really fun year to play hockey, eh? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, felt like, it felt like you didn't do anything wrong. And uh, I think it kind of helped Bob Daniels. Gave us a little bit of a no leash there. Just boys go out and perform. And, you know, we all had a different characters. I was more of a passer. Kunitz could bury anything that was in between his feet and sometimes not even. And, uh, you know, Nezzy was all, you know, Nezzy all around, wicked shot. Um, so it made hockey very easy at that, at those times. I mean, uh, you know, when you're playing against Ohio State and Michigan State and you're getting two, three points a game, you're like, wow, this is, uh, this is you're on a road to, you know, a good, uh, a good year. And we did. I mean, we ended up winning the CCHA and, um, yeah, 80 points for Cooney free. Like, and then yeah, he that, up, I could, did he, he didn't win the Hobie that year though. Did he, right? No, it was, uh, the Senya? From, Senya from, uh, uh, Colorado. And that's, I played against both teams that year and like Kunitz, like, man, he ran guys over. <laughs> like, like, come, like we tried, I remember we tried to shadow him one game and after the first period, he had two goals and an assist. He had buried about four of our D men into the end wall. And, um, we were like, well, I guess shadowing doesn't work. So just go play. <laughs> and, uh, like you couldn't stop the guy. Eh? It was just a matter of containing him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if you contained it, it was probably to keep him under two points and, yeah. Teams couldn't, I mean, his speed, his strength, like his shot, like the guy could shoot a puck if it was rolling. It didn't matter if it was a, a, a grenade going over to him. It was going top shelf. Like you, you see it in the replays, like the puck's rolling. He flicks it up, puts it upstairs. You're like, and the worst thing is yet, I don't know what curve you use, but he used a jury and I couldn't even play like, like house league hockey with a jury curve like I like the puck would roll off my stick all the time but he somehow just could pull it in and do what he did with it and, yeah. yeah when he didn't win the Hobie um and the skilled guy that had about the same amount of points just the all-around game he was playing that season like he completely dominated western Michigan like we had no sniff when he when your line was out there like it yeah. was it was actually quite embarrassing when you guys were out there against us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you also played with Robbie Collins, who uh, ba ba he's basically from Elmira nowadays. He married an Elmira girl. Um, yep. So yeah, you played with him as well. I guess he would have been a senior. So funny thing about Robbie. Uh, my, well, it was my first year. I'm, you know, Christmas time rolls around. The guys are like, well, you know, what are you doing? And, I'm like, well, I'm going to go home. And he's like, well, why don't you come to my house? So I'm like, okay. I'm like, so I'll call my parents and like, so we get in the car, me, uh, uh, Carter Thompson, and then uh, Smitty, Brett Smith. Brett Smith from Guelph. So, yeah. Yeah. So we all go down and light up, uh, I forget what his 
loose change or two dollar oh loose change louis or something <laughs> is, is that what it was so I just, yeah so you would have hit the water, the Waterloo bars then? The Waterloo, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we showed us a good time there, and yeah, it was it was good. That's how I, you know, I could. You, the older guys are kind of shy, and you, you kind of let their do their own thing because you're just a young guy. But he kind of took me under his wing and friggin' brought me to his place, and yeah, showed me a good time. So okay, watch the knocking on the table. We can hear oh. that. The listeners oh. can hear that. Don't get Uh-oh. all handsy with us. Um, but um, the other part of how we know each other that I wrote down is, I guess, I play. I would have played against you because I found it interesting after your college career. In 2008, I'm with Beatingheim, and we come to Sheffield to play you guys for a weekend. Um, and both teams, like, went out all on the town after the game. I don't know if you'd remember that. But um, I found it very interesting. You were already in the UK because it was only the set, like, second or third year out of school and after the college career you had yeah. you know I was surprised and I remember you already being there yeah um it was just my first year in the coast man I did the traveling the the lifestyle wasn't for me and then I got traded from South Carolina to Dayton well you played in Dayton Daytona Beach yeah okay oh. we'll get into all that but I was just curious <laughs> that you're already overseas but I get it I was the same way after a year in the coast I was like get me the hell out of here anywhere yeah. I'll go anywhere well my agent said he goes you'll make a lot more money in Europe and I said you know what I'm a smaller player might as well so absolutely but yeah I, my agent actually told me he wanted me to play one more here in North America I was like ah, I got an offer over there I really I don't want to do it again <laughs> it's it's a, it's a different lifestyle. I yeah, mean. man. To sign an East Coast deal and make East Coast money just didn't seem appealing at all. But moving on is the other reason I still remembered your name as well um, and reached out to you is because you were part of the Steelers in 2014-15 when we won the Challenge Cup against you guys and then you guys won the league in front of us with Cardiff. Yeah. 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 So we both won <laughs> one, you know. It was, it was, uh, it was competitive. What's the Challenge here. Cup again? <laughs> that's the one you never won yeah that's the one we were like oh we got to play more games during the season <laughs> um okay no. <laughs> we get bonuses for that no okay well, well. <laughs> you know what you should get a bonus for that you should just play an extra eight games or yeah they make more money from it don't they yep that's it um okay moving on though so here we go a couple random questions to start off the pod here before we get into your career okay is um if you had to choose shooters or river rock and why (laughs) uh i don't know what day of the week is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know anything about it. Uh, what's okay. what is Shooters and River Rock? Well, Shooters is two dollar beers on uh, Tuesday at at school, and River Rock it was dollar pitchers. So I'd have to go with River Rock. <laughs> dollar pitchers? Yeah, if you had to get there, it was priceless. It was Wednesday night. You had to get there before eight o'clock because they I think they only had about eight pitchers in the building, and. Uh, it was a dollar to refill it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And so you just, you get there's only eight pitchers in the building. Wow. It, so everybody's just sharing. Their- yeah. We, we, no, we would show up and there's probably 15 guys minimum. And we get, we get going through everybody's got their pictures. And by the time you got to the end, they didn't have any more pictures left. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just all split. Cause usually you just walk around with 
one in your hand and whatever you know the college days oh i i do i actually one of my favorite nights was uh it was also wednesday night it was five dollars all you can bowl and 50 cent beers uh, it's, it's fun night wow yeah so if, you know 10 that's bucks right. you're having a time <laughs> that's what it was i remember it was 25 cent draft it was just those little plastic cups so you go to the bar with like five bucks and yeah even pitchers five bucks after five pitchers, you're on the dance floor for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I met my wife on the dance floor. <laughs> establishment like that. Um, okay, next random question is, so I guess the answer was River Rock, eh? In the yeah, because River Rock had a tubing thing in the summertime. It was awesome. Is that right? And yeah, this, you, this is by Ferris? Yeah, you, they would tie tractor tires, uh, tubes together with uh, uh, bale, like whatever all bail or... yeah like that you, we'd tie about 15 tubes together put some coolers and thing and you'd float down start at the bar float down the river and then a bus will meet you at the other end and bring you back to the bar oh wow yeah, yeah. no that so sounds we that fun. we only did that a couple of times in the summer actually we went on a western michigan um camping trip on a like a, a river tube ride down the river and then yeah, you get a bus to the start, go down the river, and then you get off at your campsite. And whew, she got pretty messy there when you get 24 <laughs> college kids um, away for a weekend, right? Yeah, let's put it this way. You didn't want to step on the bus floor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's definitely a strange way of living back at university. I'm yeah. assuming you guys were living the same way because my next random question is, which house won the Christmas egg fight your sophomore year? <laughs> uh well put it this way when we bought out four convenience stores of eggs including a supermarket uh i don't even can't remember the names but <laughs> and the, the the street that we had it on um the one house there was we woke up the next morning after like you know the melee whatever there had to be 500 birds <laughs> all like eating off the the eggs and the yolk and the whatever oh, it was disgusting there's birds everywhere but it had to be our house because nezzy's house got well it was brown who's in there brown so so you guys just were like all outside just chucking eggs at each other's houses yeah like and then, and then we'd run away and you, well you'd try to run away but you're carrying like eight dozen eggs in your <laughs> grocery bags and then uh yeah 200 woodward was part of it and then what was the other one geeks and them didn't they, they didn't get involved that much but it was the middle house and i think it was like skip mike brown and who was else i think it was how many houses were in this battle uh three that would have been, it would have been pretty messed up eh, after well, the thing the is, Ferris is like you can run from one end of the town to the other in like three minutes so it wasn't like it was too far to go anywhere but um I think Shibes would have had her head if we would have been our our house involved but hey I'm on the computer there Larry <laughs> Fortnite in there uh so uh uh yeah, there's three houses involved, but 200 Woodward and then one just up the street and then two houses down from that one. But it wasn't mine. 
I was just involved in the egg throwing. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like fun. I remember. I was getting... with the older guys, so we peppered the the, the younger but, so guys. So it stayed outside the house, though. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because one time um, at a late night party at my place, um, it did turn into tomato baseball. So <laughs> that got messy. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie oh, Jackass? There. Yeah, the guy comes in and hits the ceiling fan. <laughs> that wasn't me, but it happened at that house. <laughs> so not only got egged, he got the ceiling. It, it, uh, it was Nezzy's house. Oh dear, you guys yeah. sound like animals. There was a couple other guys that were pretty bad, but <laughs> well, um, things weren't weren't much different at Western Michigan. So, yeah. but um, I guess we, you guys, were our biggest rivals through school. That's another part we never really talked about. Is Ferris and Western Michigan were the big rivals, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that, that whole Michigan, like Western Michigan, Michigan State. Um, Michigan, Michigan, Northern, Northern, like there was all, it was always a battle when you were going into those rinks, like it's fun to play in, but when you came out, it didn't feel good. Oh man, it, it was a tough league. There was yeah. Yeah, really it was back in the day when you could do stuff too, you know, like yeah, hooking, grabbing, some slashing. You know? I actually, one of my best nights of college i think was uh, my freshman year we beat you at home like sold out barn because you guys were ranked like top 10 in the country and at the end of the game our goalie scored a goal do you remember that really mike mantua yeah it was definitely you guys were ranked top 10 and our goalie scored a goal to seal it and the place just went absolutely looney tunes and it turned into like one of the best college nights ever no way. I don't, yeah. I don't know. How do you guys remember this stuff? No, I remember it just <laughs> because I'm thinking of Ferris, Western Michigan and that night. Yeah. I remember that night. I don't, I only, that's all I remember is the goalie scoring. It was against Ferris. I don't no, know if you were playing. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Um, okay. So moving on, let's get a rundown of minor hockey to the Cornwall Colts. Minor hockey. So played Seaway Valley, which is, well, I played house league for a couple of years, like we all do, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I ended up playing uh, double A hockey, which is, um, you know, equivalent now to, I guess, triple A or whatever they call it now. But uh, yeah, I played Seaway Valley all the way up till 15. And then we have a junior B league around here, which is kind of changed a bit, but it was a bit older then. Uh, so I went and played junior, got cut from junior A, uh, too small. And then uh, went and played junior B with 20 year olds. Uh, had a decent year. Uh, and then uh, got protected by the team that I got cut by and then uh, played Colts. for. That's, so is the Colts the team you were protected by? Yeah. Yeah. Woolen Shop, that's from my uh, sponsor, the Bayfield Brewery, just so you know. It's a uh, it's a brown ale that we're going with right now from the Bayfield Ooh. Brewing Company. But uh, so the Cornwall Colts is the tier two junior A then. And I did see that you got better each year. And then by the last year, you really did, eh? Yeah. Well, my first year, I had a great camp. Blue and white game, they call it, which is the final cut or whatever like i don't know 
five minutes left in the game. It's pretty much over. We're winning. I kind of dump it in and make a crossover. A guy comes over and his name was Bubba. So he kind of, we kind of fell. He landed on me and blew my uh, collarbone. My collarbone was like this. So I missed my, I missed the first three months of my, uh, my first year junior so oh, I didn't get to, I, yeah I didn't get to play till I think it was November or something like that or maybe October but uh you're hitting the desk again <laughs> did you hear that oh yeah you're all fidgety yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. no I, anyway no um that sucks, that sucks though when you're first getting into it and then you got to try and like adjust in the middle of a season and you haven't well, played that, all year and you're a rookie right I'm a rookie and I was just like man like playing I was working out but because it was my right hand that's my writing hand of my throwing hand we had a uh, badminton or a ping pong in our so i played left-handed and Did you get pretty good i got pretty good at left hand so then uh, yeah that was part of my workout halfway through for, for the first part of the season and my buddy that had made it too blew his knee out so we're two two injured guys like We'd go for our workout, ride it, bike, and whatever, and then forty-five minutes of ping pong. <laughs> oh, that'd be <laughs> fun! Half, but yeah, it was. It, I didn't hate being injured, but at least I had a partner to to do it with. But. Yeah, being injured sucks, but um, that's good. You had fun playing ping pong. Ping pong's a great sport. We played a ton back in junior. Um, yeah, we actually Sheffield ended up getting one. Oh, that'd the, be fun to warm up, play a little. There? Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. I was a big two-touch guy, though. I really excelled at it. I had some moves people hadn't really seen, you know? <laughs> yeah. with, with your hands? <laughs> um, no, I did a lot of shoulder strikes. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I pretend I was going to head it and then turn and off the back, you know? Oh, nice. I, I was pretty tricky on the two-touch court. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to play. The British guys were too good. Oh. They just, they took, like, you know, they'd one, and then they would fire it at you. And I'm like, really? Like? I, I, I was in Germany for six years though, man. And there was a lot of football there too. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it started was like lasers at you. And the guys would just like, they would catch it, but I would be coming at me and I'd be putting my hands up. <laughs> so after the first couple of times when you're out, you kind of, kind of leave the, the group and find something else, find a better way to warm up. <laughs> well, that sounds like ping pongs for you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Um, so then, yeah, you're in junior. Was your team ever good? Well, we were ranked. It was funny because my buddy Hugo was, he's still there. Actually. I think he's coaching in Kessel's or castle. Castle. Hugo yeah. Boisvert. Yeah. A best face-off man ever. Yeah. The oh, guy, yeah I've never, seen the, I've never seen the guy lose a face-off with his old wooden stick. He just broke everybody's stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I know Hugo. What a, yeah. He, well, he, he's, uh, he married a Cornwall girl. Okay. So, um, he was on the team my first year in Germany. I was with Landsuit, and we lost in game five of a best of five in the finals to Castle, and he would have been the captain. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Small world, this hockey world is, so, eh? Hugo played in Cornwall for the Colts. Never lost a faceoff. Yeah. And this guy I looked up to, he's my center. He went to Ohio State for, I don't know if he went for three or four. I think he might have left but he played in the A forever and then went over to, to Germany. And yeah, now he's, he lives there and he's trying to get back. We usually have a good outing there, Highland games weekend. And, but 
with the border and everything. And yeah, he hasn't been back in a while. No, so, so the, the Cornwall back. girl has moved over there, and he's oh, yeah. he's Canadian. There, so he's coaching over there, but like he's plans on continuing to coach over there. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, where was he? He was in. Uh, Didn't he go to Dresden for a bit? Was it Dresden? I don't know, but he, when I played again, when I played against him, he seemed like a natural coach, like that he would, he was, looked, seemed like a great captain and would transition into being a leader as a coach too. Yeah. He's just a great, all around great guy. I mean, and and now he speaks fluent German. So that's three quarters of the battle, especially, you know, having the imports. I think he's in the second league. So you only allowed what, five? The five or four? Well, uh, it I when I was over there it was six one year. It was five. It was yeah. four. I don't know what it is now. I have no clue. Yeah. So, anyways, back to. So yeah, you, yeah, you're you're we you're ranked. ranked. Like, well, we got sidetracked. Like sixteen, sixteen teams. I think there was in the league. We were ranked sixteen. We ended up not playing for anything. So ten and eleven. Yeah, tenth. So we ended up tenth. So we did good. I mean. We had a young, young Germans. So I don't know. There was me, Adam, uh, Mitchell. Is this in Landsberg? Landsberg. When did we get to Landsberg? This is when, how did you get there? So I'm, I'm working (laughs) in the summer. I'm ready to sign back in Dayton. And my agent calls me. He's like, you know what? He goes, I got a deal for you in Germany. He goes, the money's okay, but he goes, you start there and you can build your way up. And I'm like, okay. I was like, where is this? He's like, Landsberg. And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's about 40 minutes south of Munich. Beautiful city, Munich. He goes, Landsberg's like uh, 2,000 people. I'm like, okay. Anyways, I sign and head over and the rest is history. <laughs> I feel like you skipped a lot there because we were playing for Cornwall. And then all of a sudden you're in Landsberg, but I forgot a whole section of my show is where and what are you doing now? What am I doing now? Well, when I moved back, I was, you're back in Cornwall. Yeah. We moved back to Cornwall when I retired and um, I was at the hockey Academy. So Cornwall has a, a high school hockey Academy from actually now they have Bantam kids. So from 13 to 18, and they got midget AAA, midget AA. Um, they have a also like a, an elite team that travels to everywhere, Boston to out east to, and uh, I coached. I was coaching. And that's what you did when you got you got out of yeah. hockey. You started coaching and, right away. And I started coaching right away with uh, a buddy that I played juniors with, uh, Pat Turcott, and. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And then uh, I just decided that with the two boys coming up, I got two young boys, seven and four. I had to find something a little more time, uh, you know, not because I was working seven days a week, six, six days for sure. But if we go to a tournament, so I work on all weekend. Friday, yeah, I'm gone on the weekend. Well, the boys are like, dad, I want to go skating. I want to do this. So I kind of, I took a job at a big company here in Cornwall. It's shift work, but uh, it's uh, the mill, not the mill, but I call it the mill. 
Yeah, but yeah. It's a big, huge company. It's BSF. It's uh, they have a company in Germany has sixty thousand people. It's from, it's based out of Germany, so they make a pro couple. We make uh five or six products, and yeah. So it's decent. You're happy. You're all good. You got more oh, time man. with the I kids. Punch, I punch in. I punch out. My leave it there. Leave it there, and that's what I was looking. I was looking for that when I came home. I want to stay in hockey, and I'm going to be helping my little fella. I don't put my name as coach. I end up being the coach. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's just, uh, you know, oh, I love the part of me going to watch my son play hockey now, and that's where it's at. I love, I still love playing. I play Mondays and Thursdays with some boys, a couple beers. At, well, not so much now there, but it should start back up in September. But, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, I found something here at Cornell. Cornell's uh, kind of slowed down with jobs and stuff. A lot of Ottawa, Montreal. I'm kind of glad I landed something decent here. And Where you are, like, yeah. Where I, where I am, I'm not traveling. I'm, I'm home. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, no, that's great, man. I'm, that's awesome. Uh, good work. Um, everybody has different paths when they get out of hockey. It's good you found something and yeah. you know, the town you want to be in. I'm the same way. I moved to a town and had to find something in this town and it worked out thankfully. So yeah, I get it. Um, Cause you know, it's not always easy to find a, a no. job you like in the town you want. Right. Especially well, when, when you're our age getting out of hockey. Right. Well, that's it. Right. Like, well, what have you been doing for the last 20 years? Well, <laughs> uh, trying to play hockey. Like, <laughs> playing, playing games on Fridays and Sundays. Usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, uh, ran a yeah. pretty good power play <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what are your skills uh, i can skate well i can shoot uh yeah like just it was pretty funny because i know the guy that kind of helped you know get me hired and they're all eventually everybody's up played hockey or whatever right so they knew my skills on the ice and they're like well yeah i think and that's what i used for my interview you know like I could well, do drills. I could do drills and I've been doing drills for 20 years. It's, it's a process. And so they liked it. And yeah. 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 No, it, uh, yeah. I, hockey players know way more about uh, teamwork and um, just like the way an organization's ran, where they are positioned in the organization. Are you the first line center? You're the fourth line winger. Well, like, true. what are you? Are you the coach? Are you the equipment manager? Like, we all know where, where our role is, but we're all willing to help each other succeed. And when you translate that to the real world, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to help the guy beside them because they want to look better, whatever it is. And it's like, sure. if you just help people... Um, it all comes around and everybody that's will do it. better, right? Everybody, everybody does their little piece. We'll all get along. And that's, that's it. And it's like a team and that's, we have different shifts and there's A, B and C. And I'm like, if A does their, sh their shit, if B does their shit, then we're all good. Everything's going to run smooth. But if B doesn't, tries to screw the dog and C yeah. gets mad and then it doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. No. And it's the same everywhere. It's, yeah. um, it's the same, like on a hockey team, if one guy doesn't block the shot and, ripple effect but okay here's we were in cornwall and i wanted to know how you end up in ferris okay so because you had a huge year so why ferris um i'll be honest with you they flew in and came to my game where would you fly into into cornwall 
Nope. No. I was going to say, I, I, I have. You fly into Ottawa. I think they flew into Ottawa or Montreal. Um, is it's How only far away is that? I don't even know. 50 minutes from Montreal to Ottawa. I'm right in the middle, right okay. on the water. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff Blaschel, who's coach at Detroit now, uh, flew in. We were, I remember the night we were playing Cumberland. Uh, I had one goal, seven assists or something like that. So he comes to my house and this was like the Saturday night game. So what do you do after the Saturday night game? Boys want to go out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, uh, well, I got a meeting at my house. And so he comes to my house and we literally put the paper right there. And he goes, I know Ohio state wants you. Cause I was going to go to Ohio, but they wanted me the year after. The year after, because Al Wager and Johnny Marco had their like Cornwall connection. Al was my coach. Johnny Marco was from is from Cornwall, and he was the coach at Ohio State, he was right? Coach at Ohio State at that time. So what he wanted, he was like, "Well, Al, I'll let you keep him for another year, and then yeah, yeah." Um, but I was like, man, I'm. I had to get out of Cornwall. I'm like, we've already. It's won time. Well, look at the year you had. You yeah. can't stay well, for another year. Well, we won back to back championships. We won everything. Like, we you, oh, to- you did? It didn't say that on. A yeah. League. So we, you guys we won it all too in your hometown. Yeah. So my first year, we or my first year we didn't do very well. My second year we won t- to the nationals in Fort McMurray. We got smoked, but. Um, yeah, we won the Eastern Championship, went to the Nationals, and then the following year we won the league again, and we got beat out in the finals in the Eastern Championship. So um, did you go on any visits to any other schools, or when they fly in, they put the paper in front of you and you just sign her? No, I flew. I, they flew me down. I went to Ferris for uh, a weekend. Well, it was They flew me out the Saturday morning. I watched – Saturday night game because I had to be back and play on Sunday, Sunday. night. Well, yeah. let's put it this way: I didn't. The game wasn't very good on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, were you not a good guilty player? Oh, I was, but I wasn't at that time. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Later, yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah, you learn how to become a pro, right? That's it. <laughs> uh yeah it was that's that was the key when i flew in the town was small i'm from a small town uh the guys were unbelievable i'm and i'm assuming it's like that at every place but this place kind of like i didn't need a car i didn't you know i could walk from one end to the city the library that it was beautiful i didn't spend much time in there but you know, just everything about this city that had its own golf course, you know, I was just getting into golf. There's a lot of, a lot of positives. Well, there is, there's a lot of guys that would want Ohio state in the big city of like Columbus, or there's guys that yeah. would want, but it's big rapids. Right. Big and rapids like Michigan, yeah. for me, I went to Boston to Northeastern and they wanted me the year earlier, which so I would have been going like when I was 17 or whatever. Um, okay. And I decided to wait a year and go to Kalamazoo because like, I didn't want to go to Boston. It was too big of a city and Kalamazoo was littler and it felt that's more true. like country, right? There were some fields that's around true. and stuff. That's, it was the feel. That was, that's exactly what it was for me. I was like, man, I could, I could do this. Just, you know, the party was fun. We went, went to the hockey house. 
and hockey houses and whatever. It was just, it was through eggs at them. Yeah. <laughs> Not that time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a great visit. You know, Bob Daniels, you know, to this day, you know, I think he made me the player I was, you know, I, I changed a lot from juniors to, and you have to, to the college game is so different than, the, than juniors. And, you know, even though my junior coach, he gave us a lot of leeway, but uh, you know, I don't know if I ever played defensively in juniors, but in college you had to, or else you, you didn't play. Right. So. Yeah, no, I, I remember all those lessons too. Cause oh. if you don't do it, you just don't play. Right. And, well, that's uh, it. And I hated sitting on the bench. So <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so I just wrote down a, a couple notes. We've covered a bunch of them like Kunitz and Collins. Um, but like, so when you go on your trip and it's a small town and everything, that rink, like it's got some character, but <laughs> it's kind of shitty, right? Well, if you've seen what I've come, what I came from, it, it's a spitting image, right? Like in Cornwall, the Cy Miller's, it's gotten torn down now, but uh, it was a, a shoebox, like small fans right on top of you. Like the, the end zone went really high, uh, you know, Ferris three-quarter bowl. There, there was the dog night. pound, right? Yeah, the dog pound. That's it. So, <laughs> I remember when we were junior B and we went to watch that game at Ferris and we like were hanging out in the student section. And, like there'd be people crowd surfing, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still, I'm still friends with some of them on Facebook, Jeff Meyer and all those. Like they were hardcore pounders. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> the pounders. Hey, that's... Well, that's well because. You ever, I don't know how those glasses held up for those guys. They would like run, jump into it. <laughs> yeah. it. So I don't know how that thing would not give away, but it never did. Uh, no, you know, it was a fun rink, like, especially when you get the big rivals from the Broncos coming in and like, yeah, for some reason, our whole college career, I think it was because the boys knew that if we won at home, everybody could have like the best night of their lives. Um, we were so much better at home than we were on the road in college. Oh, I think everybody, <laughs> like everybody was, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if you were really allowed out if you lost on the Saturday night. I mean, if you had a split, okay, that you might be, you might feel okay to go out, but yeah, but not. It would. They they usually let you know when you're leaving the rink Saturday if she was a green or red light. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So okay, the dog pound. And then I got um, well. One thing I was curious about your options going pro is because. Yeah, your sophomore year, you're playing with Kunitz and you have a huge year. Um, and people might think it's because you're playing with Kunitz. But then your senior year, you put up another great season of 44 points without him. But your whole career, you do play with Nesbitt. And he's still playing hockey. I know. I've texted he's him still before. playing hockey. He goes, my beard's a little gray these days. But he goes, I'm going to give her another go. He's in great shape, man. That, that's, that's the battle. If you want to keep yourself I, I, that, in great That battle shape. is real. <laughs> oh tell me about it my wife tells me every day she goes well uh, when are you gonna start hitting the gym again babe i've been in the gym for 20 years I, i'm gonna take a little break a little break I, <laughs> <laughs> that little break turns into a long break real yeah. quick <laughs> five years five years now <laughs> i'm yeah. pretty good on the stationary bike for 20 minutes and uh, what used to be like my warm-up is now and it feels like a solid workout yeah <laughs> i jump on the rollerblades every once in a while with the boys and we go for a rip and 
That's that's how I stay in shape. A yeah, shape, no, yeah. I guess. A shape, I guess. Some, yeah, uh, I've been I've been doing some rollerblading with the kids as well. It's uh, yeah, no, it's actually it's good to get the rollerblades back on. Eh? No, I'm just scared to fall. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I other yeah. So then playing with Nesbit all four years, eh? Like yeah. you guys must you guys obviously had quite the connection. Like you guys probably were line mates for what four years, right? Yeah, yeah, we played together pretty much from from the day that I, we arrived and uh, when we left, and I. I probably looking back as much as I South Carolina was good. I should have went to, uh, we should have went to uh, Atlanta with him, but to Gwinnett and played with him, and played with and him, have and, the connection. Yeah. 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 I, just, I was curious why you guys weren't, didn't go together. You seem well, like a package deal, but like, like we were, we were going to sign in Vegas, Vegas flew us down. We went down there for a senior trip and uh, booked some golf and, we, they showed us the rink, and I was like, Nezzy, if I sign in Vegas, it's not going to be good. <laughs> like, we, can, we can visit. We can say, yeah, talk to them, say, okay, yeah, it looks good, but we're not signing in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree. I uh, Vegas wouldn't even be for me, though. Like, I, w- I hate losing money you work for, and, like, it just – it would be too big for me, right? It just wouldn't be for well, that, me. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you come, we went from Big Rapids to Vegas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to the other. <laughs> so, I said that I settled in South Carolina, and uh, he went to Gwinnett. And, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff Pyle, I, I got to talk to him a couple of times. I almost went there my second year, but I ended up going to signing in Germany. Just, um, But, so – when you're leaving school though, you probably don't have many options. Cause is it not the lockout? No, it was the year before. So my senior year, it was the year before me. Oh. It was Smitty Brett Smith's year. I thought it was your rookie year was the, the lockout. No, it was. So we had just came back from it. Yeah. Cause I remember Brett Smith and them, they, you know, Brett had a good year. He was a good, hardworking player, but they, it, there's no place to play. Like it was just nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Captain Ronnie, India pale ale. <laughs> um, okay. So I was curious about your pro options because like I played against it and you were a great college player. And like, sometimes the guys that got drafted, I know they were better than us when they were 16. I get it. Or 17 or 18. Yeah. I get it. They were better than us then, but you Nesbitt, myself, and a few other guys around the league that were not drafted, you yeah. can't tell me those guys were still better than us, right? But they that's the that's the thing about being drafted, man. They they have they've already sunk their money and their their time and effort into them. And oh yeah, and the know, development guy, the coaches they're paying for and the scouts and protecting each other. It's we can talk it's quite about the this. landscape. Well, that's it, you know, and you know, I, I see it nowadays a lot of people. There are a lot of teams are taking, you know, chances on undrafted players, which is good to see. It gives them a, a chance to, you know, to prove themselves, even if, if they're a late developer or whatever the case may be, or, you know, maybe they had an injury when they're, you know, in their key years to be before being drafted, you know? So I was always five foot eight, 140 pounds soaking wet. So uh, I, I, I was tipping the scales at almost, uh, you know, like 195 there, but I was still 5'8". <laughs> I remember going in at Ferris with pucks in my hoodie to try and put some in a water bottle 
to try to see they're like Louis, what do you have in your pocket i'm like nothing they're like pulling water bottle i got pucks and you're and trying to be heavier i was trying to be heavier just to put it on my and my i pretty profile. well should i i i was pretty well starved myself for a week to try <laughs> wait less i could have used some but oh gosh that yeah that's that's two different things then uh, <laughs> um okay so yeah no i tried to go from like five seven to like i think at one point i got them to rate five nine in the program and then i think it was like my junior senior year i was trying to push for five ten and they're like that, that is way too far you've pushed it way too far yeah <laughs> i got five i got five ten on mine i probably five nine but whatever I was trying to get, I was trying to get six foot, just in even six foot, but no, now they got those blades on the ice there, those LF3s or fours, it would, I would have been okay. Oh dear, no, I I went camping with my family there last weekend and my daughter was like an inch too short to go on the water slide and geez, uh, it just hurts being short sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you play the year in South Carolina, which was a really nice place, eh? that's a nice place to live. Beautiful. Play. I mean, uh, as a first year pro, leaving Are the focus. Well, that was the problem. Like, we are the Gamecocks there? Yeah. The school? Yeah. Well, there was. There's two universities there. Uh, Gamecocks, and what's the other one right across? Um, this, yeah. So I don't. South Carolina. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But so there's two universities, and you're trying. You're a, you're you're a young professional hockey player trying to focus on getting out of the coast, eh? Yeah. And I'm leaving oh. the rink in flip flops and shorts, and the guys are like, "Okay, we're going to the gym. Forty minute workout, and then we're going to the golf course, and then we're gonna go out." Like that's was the routine. As a, <laughs> I'm like. I'm, I'm here to play hockey, man. Like, and you, you go to the beach or you could like the year round. It was it's just no fun snow. every day. Yeah. It was just fun every day. Like, and uh, man, it, uh, and that's why I was, what, why does there a lot of older guys here? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's only yeah. a couple of young pups here and then we got some older veteran guys and that are just enjoying the game. That are just exactly not so. trying to still give her. So, um, how tough of a day was it when they tell you you're traded from there to Daytona Beach, Ohio? Yeah. Well, tough day. it was tough. I'm like, they brought in a, an older guy and they traded me and my roommate. He went to uh, Columbia, maybe. And I was going to Daytona. Oh, dear. And so I get in my car and start heading down and first of all i don't know where this place is like i'm like so i call my dad i'm like okay he goes well you jump on and they didn't have side so you jump jump on the 49 or whatever and you head down my dad was a truck driver so he knew yeah, i'm pretty sure it was the 75 <laughs> yeah it was, so I, exactly i don't even remember i so i jump on it head down there i get there and yeah, I, they had, I didn't even look at the standings. So I get there and they're like, oh, so you're here for the last 10 games? I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, we're out of the playoffs, man. <laughs> I'm like, so you uh, went from the, your senior year of school to getting traded at the deadline to a non contender? Contender. So that's, that, in, that's craziness. 
So I put my, I put a big sour taste in my uh, ECHL career and which was big. Just that's pretty much why I left. Oh well, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to deal with the, the travel, the, you know, I'm getting traded tomorrow. I am not, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to play for a team. If they like me, they like me. If not, then I'll just come home and I'll pack it in. And I end up having a good year over in Germany. And I, I was going to sign back, but, uh, can, can I ask a little bit about Daytona beach? So you were only there for 10 games was Don McAdam, the coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that he wrote the book, um, hockey for dummies or whatever Did you no? know he's, he's the author oh really yeah he i believe he wrote the book hockey for dummies <laughs> wow yeah I've i never i played hockey for him the next season after well, looking i was just at gonna you. say you were you were there too and i was like oh Wright state university or something was there and that that was the the nutter center that was the arena it. we played out of was for Wright state university's like basketball net court right yep yep nice then, yeah nice what, did you ever go to the fox and that was a fox and the hound or um i was more on the other side of town we were frequent goers of buffalo wild wings oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think we it's were, where we were staying we were only like three minutes because that's where they had their fan forum things or whatever it was that we would have to attend and yeah when i was there there's basically two different sides of town there was apartments on one side on the other side and i was the further away from the arena that we didn't uh, get we didn't go to the fox and the hound but the other guys did yeah yeah hot spot there yeah <laughs> um but yeah don mcadam was a hoot too uh but yeah we went to the finals and almost won it with daytona beach it was it was no something else. yeah it was something else we lost in the finals to idaho and i'm pretty sure i saw nesbitt was on that team wasn't he, he was on it so i would i would have signed silver for the goalie who Silverthorne, the goalie. Do you remember him or no? You wouldn't know him because, yeah, he's a oh. different path of mine. Okay. Anyways, no, I saw it. So Nesbitt was on the team that beat us in the East Coast finals. Yeah. And Rallo was Rallo would have been Greg Rallo or Rallo? Rallo. Rallo. Is that right? I always called him Rallo, but yeah, no. <laughs> um, no, you guys, we had a lot of battles against you guys at Pharisee, but you guys had some good players. Yeah, they always they always pick, especially towards the, like after we left, they they picked up some really good players that you know like I think Barry was there and um who's the other one? I I stopped following them for a bit and then you kind of get back into it when you're when you come back home. Well, they had one guy I've met. I was in he was in a wedding party. My kids were the flower girl and ring bear was Jerry Mayhew. He's played okay. some games for the Minnesota Wild lately. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he was a fair state boy, but okay. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked again. Is going to Germany then? You, I understand why you go there. I know the little rink you played in, so you basically back to like feeling at home in that little rink in Landsberg, eh? Well, that's it. The worst part about it is when you practice in the morning because it had glass on the one side, the sun would shine in. So oh, yeah, we'd bright. everybody we'd have to switch the drills and come back down, or else the goalies couldn't see the puck. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've had a couple. Yeah, the, when the sun's coming in, man, it's coming in. <laughs> we'd be laughing because it's like, why would they put glass? But then there was rinks that didn't even have ends in them. They didn't even have like walls. Aug, Aug, is it Augsburg? Oh, I know, that's the deal. Krimichau. Krimichau, definitely. But there was one just down the road from Landsberg. It was like, 
even Schwinnigan, even Schwinnigan, Schwinnigan was open air to it. Sir Kaufborn. Kaufborn, that's it. Yeah, no, there were there were some beauty rinks over there, eh? Like it was summertime. You're wearing shorts and no ends of the rink. You walk in and you go down and there's ice and you're like, how is this possible right now? But and it was good. And then there was times where it was so cold, like the waterfalls are frozen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get used to the water there? The bubbly. uh, Um, I didn't mind the the bubble water water with lemon in it by the end. Like, you know, I don't, I I would rather just chug like tap water though. Yeah. Yeah. They love their bubble water, don't they? Bubbly water. Oh. Yeah. But then at, towards the end, that's what I wanted. I didn't. Put I know. And then it started quality. quenching your thirst more, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, and then the the times where they were they wouldn't put ice and pop. They will not do it. They will not put ice and pop. And I'm like, why? And then they're like, it waters it down. It doesn't taste the same. And I was like, huh? <laughs> guess you're onto something here. Like when they're freezing the glasses, they're like, no, we'll not put ice in there because it doesn't taste the same. Uh, Think about it, folks. Yeah. I don't know. The countries are different. They're also putting mayo on their f- ketchup and mayo on their French fries, right? So who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know. I put sweet and sour <laughs> on mine sometimes. <laughs> I'm a hot sauce. Yeah. Hot sauce. Okay. Moving on. Um, though, so you decided to leave Landsberg after a good year, which is a yeah. good decision because they go bankrupt the next year. So well, good choice. Hence why they couldn't offer me more money and you know, you know what people kind of make in ballpark and other teams and what they put out. And I'm like, well, I had like 28 goals. Like I should be getting a little bit more. Yeah. They're like, well, you just hold it out, hold it out. And you know, you'll make it to, we'll get you in the DL. And I was like, so anyways, my coach, who was my agent, Mitchell, Mitchell is good friends with Matzos who was coaching in Sheffield um so i kind of went there and yeah you're hitting the table again you're getting all handsy on me oh it was my phone was- oh. <laughs> um but yeah so then that's when i think i'm with beating and i go we go play against you guys so that might have yeah. been your first year on that team because that was the coach when i went over there i think yeah my first year was uh 07 08 yeah, so that's or no, that's so that's when I'm in Landshut. So I came your second year than when I go to Beatingheim, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, so what? How, what? I guess I understand why you go to Sheffield now. And um, some of the notes I got written down. I don't know what you want to go with here, but I got uh, Joe Talbot. Um, pressure, like Sheffield has pressure, right, to win. So yeah, you pick yeah. which one you want to talk about there. Well, do both. Yeah. When I came in, you know, Joe was there and um, a great guy, like soft spoken, easy, easy going guy, you know, has a coffee with a little bit of Bailey's in it before the game, like in talks like this. And then he gets out in the ice season. Well, he scores goals. He can fight. He, he does everything right. Like, and I just got lucky enough to play with him and Shep uh, to start off. And Shep, who's Shep? Doug Shepard, uh, end up kind of, I think he's still coaching. He, he lives there now. He's from, uh, the co- East coast, uh, married a British girl. And, uh, but he was Basingstoke. He was in Basingstoke forever. And then, uh, came to Sheffield and then went back to Basingstoke to coach to, yeah. And I think he's coaching somewhere in that. I don't know if Basingstoke's in the second league or if they're in the third league. 
but he's coaching in that area. Yeah. Okay. Just, so that's your line. You Talbot and him and you guys, yeah. you guys do well then. Yeah. And John, John boy was on there too. Like it was a mixed match. We had uh, you know how it is. And then we only had really three lines in a bit. Like when I first went over. That's and right. Then, they would, they'd have three lines and a guy, right? Like it, you, yeah, that, it. even when I went like 2014, that was still kind of what a lot of teams were going with. And then like, by the time I was leaving, it was like all four lines. And like, I, I would rather play with three. I personally would rather well, play with three. Especially the schedule we had. I mean, it was only 50 games, 56 games or 52 games, you know, like two games a week. I mean, three, we could run three lines and you know, it, it did end up being more, most micer anyways, was the three, you know, three lines and then mix in the fourth line here and there. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Joe's, you know, you look at his points, man. The guy had like 250 goals or 200 and some goals. And he only played, uh, was it four seasons or was he there five seasons? Is that right? He had, yeah. he was scoring that many goals. Like, I just, I remember like going 40, over there and playing. He was guys. averaging like 40 a year or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing about him when we went over there, like he was the big cheese. Um, he had this little off pace thing there. Like it was just, but his stick was, he wouldn't cut his stick. Just put tape on it little tape on the end there and you go in and you just throw a little off base and it would always like seem to find the low under the glove or you'd flick it over the glove and little knucklers so yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't even a knuckler that was the thing it was just a little like a little sauce thing and you just put it right over the pad under the glove and you're like <laughs> i could have, i could have seen that so i could have saved that joe he's like no you couldn't <laughs> and that's, and that's what he said no you wouldn't every everything coach it no you wouldn't Oh, you just priceless. Two words, three words. But that was it. <laughs> Actually, okay. Next question because um, this was a very big day. Um, I guess it was this morning when I woke up. Was uh, the <clears throat> this sounds ridiculous to say, but Simsy's a big part of this. Was uh, we were number one in the UK for hockey podcasts and uh, number no one in, and number one in Denmark. Um, so. We were the number one hockey podcast in the UK and Denmark on the same day. So cheers, Simsy, and every other guy that's came on and to you. So thank you, everybody, especially like, because it's so ridiculous. It's just us drinking beers in my shed. So um, <laughs> thank you, Simsy, for coming on. And uh, you're at a record-breaking pace. Um, but uh, tell me about Simsy, because I didn't even know him until last week. And I tell you, he, really? sure, ma he sure made the pod snowball. Wow. Um, what do, where do I start with that guy? Uh, he's the heartbeat of Sheffield, man. That's when you say Sheffield, it's, you think of Simsy. I mean, when I first came in, there was Dave Matzos, uh, Mike O'Connor and, uh, Betty Waring was in the office. Those are the three. And then you had Simsy and Andy Akers. Andy Akers was a trainer. Those are the people, like heartbeat of Sheffield. That, that was the whole take organization. Take care of your flights. Take care of your housing. Every like everything. Your cars. They did everything, and uh, yeah. Now he's he's still running it. Now it's now Sheffield's kind of you know it was here, and when I was leaving, they've it, it's, it's it's really ramped up, man. You should. Oh. You should have seen when I went back to Cardiff, 
I went back over um, 2019 for a night and I'm not joking, man. I'm in the coach's room before the game. They had radios up to guys up in the ceiling, like up in the rafters and they're going radio and back and forth. And then I'm listening to the coaches talk about like, who's going to go when they, it, I, it was weird. I'm sure, sure there's coaching on the fly as well, but like they knew the rotation off of every power play after every penalty kill, who, which line was going with who, which D was going with who after each situation. And I listened to it all and I watched it all. And I'm like, do you guys remember when we were in the big blue tent, like just living, like just having fun and just playing hockey? Like this is so ridiculous what is going on you got massage tables you got cold tubs you got like they had different gel bottles everybody to put do their hair they had brushes (laughs) and combs and i'm like what is wrong with you this is so ridiculous yeah it's it's went from one well when i went over i think they averaged like four thousand fans and now if if there's not 7500 in that building every night i mean and then just and Simsy's a big part of that. Eh? I don't want to get yeah, off topic. Like Simsy, that's, that's what he does. He's he's the mouth man. He can he can persuade anybody, and he he knows. And he's fun to talk to because he's got so many stories that mind blowing. That uh, he's been through some rough times with the teams, and he's been through some great times. And uh, you know, his way is winning, and that's what he wants to bring in and that's why we stayed forever because we knew that the the organization was going to do anything they could to bring in a winning team and, and that's they, when I, hockey's fun and that's when hockey's fun because they do everything for you you know they take care of you like they it was unbelievable the housing was always great uh the only time it, when I first moved, I was moving into a brand new place. They had to put me in the hotel because the carpet wasn't laid yet. So I had to, I was in Hellaby Hall for two weeks and that was my first year. And after that, you know, like housing was awesome. It was brand new, freaking lived in good areas, decent areas. And you, you weren't in, you know, like the slums or anything, you know what I mean? Like you hear horror, horror stories from other guys, like, you know, cars getting broken into and whatever and but uh yeah we they always took care of us and that's what you know made me want to stay there for as long as i did i I just felt like home and they liked me and i like playing for them so well and you you did well and when your team has success and you're doing well personally like i had the same situation beating for a couple years and it was like yeah like let's stay like this is comfortable it's it's i'm happy like why it's not like we're making the nhl anymore right like that's it right let's have some fun and be comfortable right yeah i mean and win and win and the thing you know about the uk league like all they gotta do is give you two weeks (laughs) you know whereas germany they have to pay you out and other other leagues so it's it's in an other sense like that it's a tough place to play you gotta you gotta earn your keep and and that's why you, you had to bring it every night. And, you know, Simsy, he would let you know, like, you know, well, I think the boys had a tough night tonight. What were we up to there? And, yeah, I know, Simsy, they just weren't going my way. And then, you know, the next game you, you bared down and 
He's <laughs> one of those guys you don't want to disappoint. And well, that's he, it, right? And he, yeah, and like I, 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 uh, I, like I said, I didn't really know him, and then just through that podcast a week ago, like you could tell his passion for hockey and winning, and um, for the Steelers, and um, you could tell he's the type of guy that would would get guys pulling the rope, right? Yeah, well, that's it, right? And you know, another big thing with Sheffield and and Simsy and Mike O'Connor, and well, when my first year, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and they, I didn't know, they knew, they they said you're going home, and I was like, what? They're like, well, you got to go home, and then I was like, okay. So my wife now, which is my girlfriend at the time, she's like, uh, you think you should go home? And I was like, well, why am I going home? They're like, you, you just get on the flight. So they paid for my flight. They flew me home and uh, I spent some time with my dad and he told me the whole spiel, what was happening and whatever. And so he's like, but I want you to go back. And this is like March. I'm like, okay, but like, we only got like two games left and then the playoffs and the playoffs is like four games. Right. Yeah. So I, I went back and, you know, from there, it just kind of, we ended up winning the playoffs and then the following year like my dad said you know if you keep going you should go back there and play they took care of you you know they you, you owe it to them to go back for at least one more year so I went back and we ended up winning the league and then we won the playoffs and I was like Christ this is becoming a bit of a habit here so you know it was just one of those things they took care of me and I think because they 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 made that effort for me to uh, to take care of me and, and to send me home at that time when I needed to. Uh, I didn't want to leave. Oh, I just, yeah, you know, they just felt like uh, family. So a lot of the fans are real, like, really nice people. You know, you, uh, you, you said it in the podcast, you won't have a beer with them after the game and win or lose. It, it, as much as they wanted to win, they know that you gave it your all and you, you're, you're back in and you're relieving some stress and they'd buy you three, four beers and uh, yeah, on to, and, the and on to the next game. And, exactly. uh, and you give it your all because you know, you guys, you talk it out with the fans and like, yeah, you're pissed off. They're pissed off. You chat yeah. about it, have a beer. And then the next game, you're like, it can't happen again. Like yeah. next time we get to the bar, we're going to be having a celebratory beer because it is exactly. way more fun, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well. the UK atmosphere, man, after some of the years I went through in Germany and how not fun hockey was. And it was kind of to the point where it was like, I don't know. It was, it, it just, I guess losing wasn't fun or like just the way coaches handled the team and the way it was it like going to the rink wasn't that fun. And then you get to the UK and you're like, Oh my gosh, what a breath of fresh air. This is so fun. The fans are fun. Like they're not the fans that are too aggressive that make you feel uncomfortable. They're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some of the ones you might find in North America, minor leagues type thing, yep. say Daytona beach. There's a couple that would just th could throw you off, you know, the way they, you know, <laughs> like say they friend request you on Facebook, like wearing your Jersey laying in a bathtub, right? Things like that. <laughs> right. Things of that nature. So uh, no, it's just a breath of fresh air going to the UK. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the league was up and coming and 
you know, it was, it, it, it was just, it was good in the mid nineties, I guess. And then it kind of, they folded and it started a new one there early or late nineties or whatever it was. And the super uh, league to the EIHL or something. Yeah, exactly. So I meant to ask Simsy about that last week and I forgot hazy sunset. Okay. Go ahead. So where do you, where do, is this out? Is this uh in your hometown? Um, this, no. So I, I, I don't live where I grew up, but I'm in Concordon, Ontario now. And the Bayfield Brewing Company had a guy on from there, Jeremy Welsh. And I, I was, I had some time that week and I said, well, do you want us to have a sponsor? Like, where's your favorite place in town? And he said, the Bayfield Brewing Company um, and their hockey fans. So I, I let them know they were going to be the sponsor that night, whether they liked it or not. <laughs> and then it just blossomed into, uh, they have fantastic beer and I, uh, I go down there, um, have some of the best lunches I've had anywhere in a couple of years and have a few beers and then bring some home to pod. Nice. It, it's, I couldn't be happier and like they're foodies and they like hockey. So, and they like beer. So they're pretty much just like me. Yeah, Cause I was sponsored by Bradford breweries when I was in England. You were sponsored by a brewery in England? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bradford Breweries. Yeah, they, uh, John. Yeah, Big John. Uh, I was sponsored by um, a guy that distributed meat in Germany, and he would give me bags of meat, and they wondered why I gained weight. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Manfred the meat guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, I don't even – we're still in Sheffield, by the way. So. Yeah the pressure of playing in Sheffield and like, did, were there at many times? Cause I, I, I don't know if how often they released guys, Simsy maybe, but you know, he was fair in what he said. Um, but like when guys, like if you guys went on a losing streak for say three weeks, usually you would know that there, something might go down after that third week. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think my first three, four years, they only released maybe the fighter towards the end to bring in maybe a, uh, a different type of player. Yeah. Because they didn't, you know, like I remember Cornish got released um, my first year and Dan Tessier came in. So, I mean, they brought a, they kind of got rid of Corny who fought and, you know, was a role player to Dan Tessier who was, power play skilled guy little guy uh, little little short left-handed guy yeah yeah so i mean yeah that was like other than that i mean i don't remember them switching up too many guys other than you know if if a guy wasn't performing you know say he brought in to score and he's got like one or two goals in like 20 games well then there's yeah there's you know it's part of the business what are you doing with your hands down there what are you doing down there? Back off. Back off. <laughs> making a noise? I don't know. I think so. Something's happening. Yeah. What were you doing? You tickling me? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just like, I know. Can I that... Oh, the wife says I'm, I'm playing with the table. <laughs> yeah, I can, see, I can hear it. I thought he was trying to tickle my belly button. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, no, I knew there was pressure there. And like, I felt yeah. it in Cardiff, man. Like we did well and we didn't have a lot of expectations my first year, but if we did lose, like they had no business coming in and telling us how unacceptable losing was and that life would not be the same if we were just losing. And uh, 
like that it, it's it's it, it's such a delicate thing a eh? winning and losing and how to handle it whether it's one game of losing's okay and you're going to brush it off or if they're going to come in and yell and scream and kick and shout and like you know it's every team has different ways of approaching it i guess yeah, well, it was, I remember the one time our owner came in and put everybody on two weeks. Because remember, I think Simsy told you about a, we had a couple uh, couple guys that owned the team that were a little <laughs> different. Well, this guy came in and he even put himself on two weeks, is what he said. He goes, I'm putting everybody on two weeks notice. He goes, including myself. And, I'm, and, and this is the owner? This is the owner. And we're like... How does that work? How does that work? <laughs> we're all looking at each other. We're like, okay. We'll deal with, well, I guess we'll deal with this one on Monday. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just the pressure. I mean, I guess I never, well, I don't know. You I, you I were always felt, good though. You always Yeah, but good. I always, I always, I think my just, I worked hard to, and then I didn't feel the pressure. I mean, if I worked like yeah. no like you're I, right if you're a good teammate and you work hard you really have, yeah, yeah yeah that's all i got i mean i'm not i don't put pressure on myself i just said i'm just gonna go work my balls off and you know yeah. what if it happens it happens if it doesn't hey you gotta get rid of me but i'm pretty sure you're not gonna get rid of me because yeah i'm, I'm working my balls off and you can see that you know and like, I, I was the same way like when you're the type of guy that knows when you play good and knows when you play bad and you yeah. don't you don't accept playing bad because it's not in you and you don't make excuses and you don't blame it on ice time or coaching or whatever and you just go out and play then they really it will be fine oh, right? they've seen that every shift that you know we were trying to do better than the last one and you know the coaches seen that and there's a reason why the, the coaches would want us back every year with it you know with didn't matter even, who the coach was it right? didn't matter who the coach was matzos was the coach um you know, then, uh, um, Fergus, uh, for what's his, I can, I'm so bad with names. Hey, don't worry about it. Ferguson took, I think it was Ferguson that took over. You said you kind of remembered me. So that helped, that, that <laughs> felt good. <laughs> I remember playing it to you. <laughs> and then in Cardiff for sure. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know we went that far back in college though. It was just like no, I didn't realize it was all three of the four years. Yeah, I, I just exactly. remembered, I remembered you and Nesbitt and, uh, like, no, some things stick out, some things don't. Um, um, it's weird, actually. But, like, I remember the two of you guys playing together. But then, to be honest, the finals against Idaho, like, there was, a, like, some moments of that series I remember. And, like, it's hard to really remember who was all on that team. Yeah, I don't. But when you start talking about it, it's weird how it comes back, right? Like yeah. it really is. It's weird. I know. Man. Well, so I when you asked me to be on, I was like, I gotta look back at this stuff because I'm he's gonna be asking me questions. I gotta be, I wanna know because I you lose track of it over it's like you know 15, you really do 15 years, like or it was even more than that now. But and you were in the Sheffield then for nine years, right? So you'd lose track yeah. of which season's which and what happened like, in what season, right? That's right, like they blend into I was like, okay, hey, I played with Talbot for four. It was at five, and then you, yeah, yeah, and like when you're there that long, like well, imagine that Jono guy, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> he was there before me, and he's still there. And the wild thing for me was like Simsy seemed to remember basically everybody, and he's been doing it for longer than any of us. I know. 
that's what it's crazy it's almost like that phone of his he's got something in it that <laughs> like rings bells or something to, to make him remember all these stories like he tells me stories of stuff that i did or i was a part of and i'm like sure i was there simsy he's like well and there are people that remember all of it and i'm like uh, stop like stop telling me all this i don't recall yeah. that and, uh, there's probably a reason why i don't yeah. recall that so back off okay uh, what else do i got then uh so of the mashed up nine years is there anything that sticks out as like your favorite teammates or seasons um line mates teammates seasons whatever you got yeah, I mean, my line mates, you know, each each year I was always set up with <laughs> some good ones, you know, like, uh, you know, Talbot, Shep, Tate, Jono, you know, I played with uh, Ramsey and um, uh, Colt King. We had a good year. Uh, I mean, who's the Ramsey? What's the first name? Mike Ramsey. Mm. Little right shot. Don't think I know him. Yeah, he played in central he played with uh kinger in the central or something like that and then came over like fast. play yeah like, yeah like oh there's some yeah. guys in those minor leagues that like can really really play <laughs> yeah and you're like why didn't you come over sooner and then you know he's got a family and you know that's that's the biggest thing you know he was comfortable where he was mm-hmm. right and it's just like us but we were overseas <laughs> so yeah. just uh yeah it was just there's a lot of good players I played with. Um, Sarich on the power play, me and him hooked up tons of times. Um, Cause I always played the point for the most part of my career was on the uh, up top. Is that right? On the offside for one timers. Yeah. yeah. Walk the, it's yeah. easier to walk the line that way too. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. I mean, I was more of a shooter and, you know, Rod, Rod sold it every time pretty good. And I would just open up and he'd send it back and, yeah, it was just a good shot. And then Roddy, same thing. We'd switch flip flop and he was a left shot. So it was two left shots up top and he could always drag it or he could, you know, pop out and send his little wrister on the net. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if there's layman or goalie, but my first three years or four years, you know, good character guy. Uh, <coughs> Schmitty episode three. I think they played like junior together. He raves about him. And I remember yeah. when actually when we went to Sheffield, like they went to see each other and they were like really good buddies. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, when like, it's weird because like when Schmidt, my good buddy and I know what type of dude he is. And then you're telling me about him. And I'm like, I can just tell how, like, if we were on the same team, we'd all just have a time. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. Like when you start a podcast and you bring on a couple guys, they know, who you should have on and like they tell you a couple names and then they tell you a couple names and you're like geez i can do this for decades <laughs> yeah that's it right everybody's connected and that's what i loved about that's what i love about hockey world man they don't nobody knows what it's like till you're a part of it and whether it's getting a job like there's people that's reached out for jobs and after hockey and it's no somebody knows somebody and it's it, it hooks up and or a place to stay and they got places in Florida or what, whatever the case may be. It's just, but you, you know, somebody that has something going on and yeah, you just, the world, the hockey world's awesome. I love it. Uh, and yeah, man, I like, 
doing this and like now i feel like i know you and like i yeah. <laughs> i played against we you played against friend. each other enough <laughs> i bet you we played i don't know i'd have to say at least 20 competitive hockey games against each other maybe 30 maybe yeah. maybe more but like never really talked to you um but like this is what i like man i like i always like the start of a season and I like meeting the new guys or like i'm going to a new team you know you're like where am i gonna fit on this team where like you got to try and eat if you're a new guy fit in, or if you're an established guy, you got to make the new guys feel welcome. And like doing the podcast, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm catching up with my old buddies that I haven't seen since last hockey season, right. but I'm also meeting the new boys. The new boy. <laughs> the new team. Yeah. Well, that's it. And that's what Sheffield was. I remember like we used to have mandatory Mondays and oh, dear. Monday, first fun days? Monday, fun day. We, that was, that was the rule. When everybody got into town, when everybody was ready, if you only came, you didn't have to come for 10. You didn't, you could, if you only came for two, that's fine. And but if you don't want to drink, you don't drink, but you're but coming. You're, that's you're coming. You're coming. Exactly. And, you know, we everybody always seemed to hit it off. We were playing pool or bowling or, I mean, there's a couple of times there was like a roller, uh, <laughs> roller disco uh, at the bar. And, uh, but yeah, there's many stories we could tell and, uh, yeah, and ho- ho- like, d- obviously, we talked about parts of the game changing um, during our time, but like, the game changed a lot, man, from the time we were in university, where it was about like lifting as heavy weights as you could. And um, they're like, there were the, the, the practices, like, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but like, we were fighting each other and battling and slashing yeah. each other and like, hurting each other during the week. Yeah. before you play you had um, guys sitting in the stands that wanted to get into your spot <laughs> yeah yeah and they would come out for practice like if i hurt this guy i might be in the lineup I might be in the lineup that's it yeah it's <laughs> and then it, then it went to like then i went pro and i like when i first went pro and i was in the ahl like there was still like finished practice like let's walk across the road and have soup sandwich and beers right and then you'd go back to the hotel and have a nap or whatever. And by the end, it was like, you got to have a cold tub, a protein shake, foam roll, and um, have a meeting with the coach and go over some video. And you're like, this isn't even fun. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. Uh, my first seven years in Sheffield, we didn't have any testing. Or it might have been six years anyways. All of a sudden, they bring in testing. And we're like, what? Yeah, yeah. So we do vertical. We're doing like running. Guys are like pulling their groins. And being like, we're like, so why do we do this? Like, <laughs> we've been successful for the last six years. Like, maybe one or two seasons where it wasn't very well, but whatever. You can have those. But now we're bringing in this and people are getting hurt right off the bat. And you're having to bring in extra guys to take. Oh, I was, I was. So that's kind of weeded me out a bit there, but I was, I was always in decent shape, but um, the, yeah, the speed sprinting and. Yeah. It just, it is just all the, if you can get an edge in any way, you got to do it. And it's like, well, it's like, well, you know what getting an edge is sometimes is having Monday fun day with a team <laughs> and everybody it. becomes a team and they're all willing to eat that puck for each other or block that shot for each other because they had Monday fun day and not a freaking cold tub, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In a protein bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, but when you actually like love each other and you do anything for each other, you win a lot more than if you had a cold tub and a massage. That's it. That's it. Okay. As long as we agree. (laughs) (laughs) Milkshakes and protein shakes was never part of my game. (laughs) I never got into it. I tried to pretend one year in Denmark just to fit in and it didn't work. (laughs) They could see right through me. (laughs) um so the only other question i have then is because we were finishing around the same time but i saw you played in the champions hockey league which would have been pretty cool did you get to be in a video game because i know the devils were in a video game like playstation did you ever get to be on one i don't think so Uh, you i think you were one year before i think the next year they put them in the video that is just it hurts because it hurts it me that I, I i would buy a playstation just to buy that game for my kids if i, I could know. and i can't do it i was i never did it it I wasn't know. on a game because we were the first part of the champions league that's right and then the next year they decided that whoever was in the champions league would get in the game right that's right yeah. that's right because we went to sweden and got rocked <laughs> <laughs> who'd you who'd you play Rolanda or something. Oh yeah, no, that would hurt. It was like one nothing or two one after like the second, and we were like holding our, or maybe it was three one. But then in the third period, we just like we were just holding on for dear life, right? You could feel it coming. Oh yeah, it was just a matter of time where it was gonna break loose, and it did. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, um, so the only other things I got is, um, actually. One thing I almost forgot is there was a season, which was the year I went to the UK. Um, you were a steel dog, not a stealer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what happens yeah. there? Okay. So, year before. Uh... That's the second league, folks. The steel dogs are the second league. The Steelers are the first league. If we're, This is a global podcast. we got to let the fans know. Yeah. So, I break my jaw in the playoffs uh, against uh, Coventry. Um, got a slap shot to the face. Oh, dear. And I was on in... accident or you weren't blocking it? No. Yeah, it just hit you. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had a play where it was like, I want it back. It goes down the half wall. I go to the net. It's kind of like a little slap pass and you little tip it towards the net. And someone tipped it before you and it came up and hit you no, in the face. No, the guy cross-checked me. Oh, and when he cross-checked me, I went face first onto the ice and it came across and took, and it took me right in the jaw. So oh. broke here, blew out here. And yeah. So anyways, long story short, eight out of a milkshake. <laughs> Speaking back to protein, yeah. <laughs> my wife was mixing like Oreos and everything in a milkshake for like three months. And then, uh, so I was, I, I was 170 dropped down oh. to like 145 you make me want to puke so get over <laughs> get over yourself <laughs> yeah so i don't know i just when we just had our newborn mason was just born in december 31st and i was kind of taking out it's kind of maybe taking a step back i was trying to lead into maybe coaching and kind of didn't know where i was gonna what i was gonna do and so handsy your handsy sorry back i got off. i got offered this uh our assistant coach job with the steel dogs to help out and to play. And I figured that's the kind of path I was going to take. And uh, yeah. I so you it. were doing it for the experience 
yeah, play I, and coach to then come back to Canada or. Yeah. Cause I was only, th- well, we were going to, we, I was thinking of going to be living over there. We're going right. to stay there. Yeah. Just and coach over there type thing type thing. Maybe play till 40 in the yeah. second. League. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. know, they make, they make some decent money in the second. And setting league. up shop. Yeah. Right. So that was my plan. Um, I just, I couldn't do it. It was, uh, it's a t- it was like a tough place to, um, when you're taking care of so good. Okay. And don't get me wrong. They, they took care of me, but when you're in the second period of a game and you get a lose an edge and I got to do the rest of the game with a no edge without turning left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the first thing is I sent my skate over, like I sent my skate over to the other team to get it sharpened. It came back like twice as work. Oh so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, now I got no right edge. So I'm playing with one leg and I'm like, <laughs> this is brutal. So uh, yeah. I did, and then Sheffield was kind of in the midst of making a bit of a run and they, I don't know, they wanted me back and Simsy kind of seen me and he's like, you don't look right. And I'm like, well, you know, just having a hard time adapting to you were to, missing it you were missing, missing the real yeah. deal the real yeah exactly and everybody wants to play at the, that level forever but you, <laughs> sometimes you you got to take a step back and think of the bigger picture and but they signed me to a two-year deal and I uh, stayed there for two more years and then uh, hung them up yeah so then you knew that was that so you knew yeah. it was over after that last year then well, going into that last year, like I was, you know, I, was, I wasn't pl- playing a well, like I wasn't, when you hold yourself to ex- high expectations, but like, you know, and you're not, I do you're, know. you're not fulfilling it and you, you just, you don't feel like you're part, you, you're doing your part. And I just kind of said, you know what, I think it's time to maybe think about the real life, <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, head back and start coaching and because I talked to my buddy a couple of years before that and he said that he'd always have a spot for me coaching and you know at the academy they do so much there's teaching there's because I have a degree I was able to teach and well so, you know like I know you wanted to get into the coaching and uh yeah and that but like I honestly really respect your decision to not be doing that to be with your kids you yeah. know well, that's and that's that was the toughest part. As much as I want to give back to the game and you know to the community, it's just I got two rugrats yeah. here that they, they they fly around and they yeah. want to be you know with dad and you know we got, we do so much stuff before wheeler we do you know there's so much stuff other than hockey and in life that you know you, you don't realize till you have kids and uh, it's time to grow up and <laughs> do those do those fun little things that I like to do as well. I mean, I love four wheeling. I love dirt biking. I had one growing up my whole and, life. And we didn't do it for a long time. <laughs> right. Like I, I dirt bike till 13. And then I had like my Bantam coach say like, you really shouldn't do that anymore. And like, <laughs> it was the same with water skiing, wakeboarding. And then it, like yeah. it, for me, it's like my knee, they tell me I can't do anything. And I'm like, and I lived that way. I'm like, well, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not allowed to do that. And I, eventually I was like, well, like it hurts. It, it doesn't work right. But like, I got to live. Like you got to do stuff, right? That's it. that's it. And that's what it's come to. So, you know, 
I mean, I'll eventually get back into coaching maybe someday when they're a bit older and Oh yeah. But you know, I love the game. I stay anytime I I see people out, you know, we talk hockey all the time and that's that it's part of me and you know, I'll never let that part die. So it's just one of those things that uh, you know, when somebody says Jeff Leguie, they think hockey, especially in Cornwall, you know, growing up here and you say it to me, that's what I think of. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like people would think, uh, most people would think Sheffield Steelers. I think Fair State. So, that's there. right. You see me in my, my earlier days. <laughs> yeah. With the sweet flow. <laughs> oh, God. I, when you put that picture up, I was like, my wife was like, oh, I had to do it. I had to put it on the poster just to let yeah. the kids know. <laughs> they, well, what, they're starting to get a little bit of flow there. I don't know. Miller is going to be, uh, Probably a little more curler than Mason, but yeah. <laughs> I really liked the fair state picture, you know. Like I, I thought there was a lot of character there that yeah. that that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> get one one haircut a year. <laughs> oh, actually, okay. Last couple questions here. Then is uh, when you did get back, you played seven games for the Cornwall Nationals of the. Uh, uh, I I don't know what league it is. Is it? It's uh, senior A. No, that's what we call it here. The, uh, uh, Did you no. get paid? Yeah. Was it the federal hockey league? That's it. Uh, I was trying to. Th- I was going to say provincial. But it's federal. Uh, they paid you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a couple guys that owned it from town, and um, yeah, guys. I. How I much actually, did you have to travel? Who's playing in that league? So that's that was the kicker because I was coaching. I, I had to like, can you play at least eight games out of the year? I'm like man i'm like i'm hoping i can like i've been on a bus to i don't even know where it was it was like 12 hours or night i don't know it was way too long so when i got back and i looked at becky i was like i don't know if i can do this first of all i'm not the shape that i was when i was playing even though i just retired but you know i didn't really expect to start playing again until like july or august and then you only got like a month before you prepare I'm like what's month gonna do really so yeah crazy uh part seven games yeah i played a couple home games and then uh did a couple road trips and that was it i called it uh I called it that was that you never made yeah. it to the eighth you played seven yeah, I, played, yeah. I couldn't imagine being on a 12-hour bus trip and then trying to play a game like that yeah and you know what the funny part is we rode a bus, uh, one, two, there's probably eight seats, eight, so two, two, short two. bus. It was a short bus, short bus. Okay. And all the equipment's in the middle, the rows, cause the back's got maybe six bags that can fit in it. Yep. And I'm sitting like this between the guy. I know he's police officer now, but he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. He's like, what are you doing on this bus? I was like, I don't know. For like 12 hours, I think he asked me that question like 15 times. And I was like, I think that was the nail in the coffin. It got me wrong. There were some good players in the league and it was, it was an okay league, but. But yeah. like, no, he did. Yeah. Like my when you're trying, when you got kids and you're trying to start a life to be on a bus for that yeah. long. And like, I, I actually enjoyed playing around here because it was. 10 minutes away to practice, which I like more than the games, but then I'd play games and uh, 
like they weren't that far away, but like for the most part, they'd let me just play the home games and then come playoff time. Like I would be like, okay, I'm in, like, let's do this. Right. And yeah. I got into some best of seven series that were like real hockey. <laughs> I can imagine when that, cause you play, who are the teams that you'd have been playing? Oh, I wouldn't even like, it was, it was the like WOAA, like the double A, like it was just the local rural teams around here. Like yeah, yeah. Clinton, Ripley, I played for Ripley Wolves, and then you play Port Elgin and teams like that. Um, but like, yeah, Alora, um, I played for like a few years, and like it was fun. But um, it sucks when you're you can't do what you used to be able to do. Like my knee, there was a lot of things like I, I couldn't do. I'd go into a corner and just be like, just don't hurt me. Like just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just don't hurt me. Like, <laughs> give me the puck in the neutral zone. And let me like skate. But like, don't, yeah. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> no battling. No battling. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Because yeah. yeah, there were times where I'd get like right into it. I think like, yeah. But like, that was part of us, right? Like you, you Nesbitt, all the fair state boys, the same as Western, like we were all competitive and we had a lot of battles and like, same with Sheffield and Cardiff. Like yeah. we're competitive people and it's just part of us. Right. That's it. You know, I hate, I hate to lose. Well, you know what? <laughs> you, I, that's my wife. That. Now that we've <laughs> talked battleship, <laughs> now that we've talked about it, I kind of want to take you on a ping pong. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, and I'm serious. <laughs> I'm a defensive, defensive ping pong specialist. But oh, you're, def- you're all defense. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Just backspin all the time. I didn't have the power for it. I never worked on it. Is that right? Eh? So you're <laughs> just floating them over and trying to let me make the mistakes. eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just tap them back. I can send them back. You send the heat. I'll send back a little spin on you okay well we'll, we'll see what happens I, I i like to adjust to my competition i like to see what they're working with um but other than that i don't really have anything else for you um do you got anything for me before we shut this down no i just appreciate you give, give me a shout out and uh i'm glad i was able to you know come on and talk hockey again it's uh you always miss it after times like these. I did one with uh, about three years ago with a guy from my hometown. I did back in juniors. So we did another one and it's always nice to look back on your career and, and stuff and guys you played with and guys, you know, they played against and the challenges and stuff that you, you, you went through, you went through and the championships, the losses, the, you know, the stuff that's made me the person today. And you know, I can tell my kids stories till their ears bleed. <laughs> and to be honest, as ridiculous as it sounds, it's like one of my main reasons for doing this and what really gives me the passion is that like I hope someday like your boys listen to this and are like, I didn't know that. I didn't like and it never would have came up. That story never would have came up. They wouldn't have known you played with him or him or how it all went. Um I went on a couple like you did and that's kind of how I came up with the idea was like, I could do this for a lot of guys and I wanted it. I, I wanted to come on and talk about like what I had done. And I was like, geez, like I want to do that for all the kids and wives and the players, like to talk about it, to reminisce, like this is the best, part of my like I no like it's fun playing with the kids and doing everything but like it's the part of my week where I get to be myself again and back to the guy I used to be yeah instead of just dad right like I'm I'm not just the referee like stop 
stop fighting and whatever right yeah i know it's it's good times to talk about hockey and i i I appreciate you reaching out and I was like, well, I wonder why he wants to talk to me, <laughs> but you know, there's, I've done a lot in, in, in Sheffield and, you know, I owe Sheffield a lot of, but it wasn't because of Sheffield. And when I, when, why I wanted to have you on was like, well, Nesbitt followed the account and I was like, well, you should come on. And then I was like, well, what was that other line mate, the guy you had? I'm like, Lugui, I'm like, send me his contact info. Let's see what he's up to. And he's like, oh yeah, he'd be good. And then that's just like how it works, man. Like it just yeah. snowballs. And it's like, <clears throat> there's so many of us, like there's so many guys. And like, the funny thing is, is like, <clears throat> however people take this is you talk to the guys that made the NHL, you talk to the guys that did it. They're a different interview <clears throat> than the guys that, went to Europe after one year, the guys that didn't really deep down believe they could do it because they grew up in a small town in a tiny rink. And I played against you. You were, in my opinion, better than a bunch of guys I saw make it. And you're just like a lot of other guys. I saw that like, if things worked out differently, you'd make it. But like, there's a lot, it yeah. seems it's like when I had Stan butler on who was an ohl coach he said yep. guys from big cities guys from like toronto they don't lack confidence but guys from small towns around ontario they lack confidence and like when you say why would he want to have me on i'm like well you're the <laughs> you're the same as me like i was the yep. same way i'm like well i'm not that good but like when you look back on it and you look at what we did, like maybe we were kind of good. <laughs> yeah. I, I just considered myself a hard worker. You got benefited from my hard work, you know, but like, like you, they, what like when played with some good guys too. <laughs> right. But that's what the thing is, is like, when you say you play with good guys, it's like, well, everybody had good years, but they played with you. So maybe it was cause they were playing with good guys too. Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at it that way too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to look at it that way, but I, it's just interesting to me because it seems like a lot of guys I'm having on seem to be from small towns. It's just weird. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. But anyways, thank you for coming on and thank you for spending um, your Monday night with me. And uh, yeah, this is this that man, it it, it, like it gets me like it's so fun to my Monday. Like I look forward to this like all night (laughs) or all day. And I'm like, God, I can't wait to do this. And like it was fun, man. It was fun getting to know you. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate you having me. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Leggy and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tanaka bands. I'm like Pete Southtown Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend in my own mind. I'm good for the song.